Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. I want to talk to you today around this thought, the blessed house, but the power of agreements. The power of agreements. And uh, I want us to pray together. This is going to be a little bit of a unique service today. I'm, I'm going to put, call some people, especially men. I feel like I got, I feel like I think Miriam did a, an amazing job yelling at the women on Tuesday, <laughs> didn't she? She got real with the women. She stirred the women. She said, hey, we're not just having a pretty church. We're having a powerful church. It's not just a pink and roses church. No, there's some warrior S's, S's in the church. But I feel stirred today to, to just stir some men. And ladies, you're going to get a bunch out of it too. Don't worry. Uh, what, what about me? And uh, how many know the word will apply to you anyway? So come on, can we pray together? Father, I thank You for this house. I thank You for the call of God on each individual. I thank You for the call of God on families. I thank You for the call of God on this house. You call sometimes houses to have a unique flavour and a unique voice. And I pray for this house. I pray, Lord, for the leaders that must rise up within it, that would be great blessings in business and in government, in every place of leadership, from the church world to the business world, I pray for it today. Awaken your sons and daughters today. Spirit of the living God, I need you and your people need you and I I pray for those watching online that there would be something stirring in them that is so real and authentic. And, and I just pray as we come around Your Word and perhaps laugh a little bit together, but be challenged together. I pray, Jesus, that Your life would begin to flow in this place. And I pray that healing would begin to flow in this place. And I pray that minds would be shifted and changed today and agreements that have been agreements that they didn't even realise they were agreeing with some things, that they would be broken today and shattered today. I pray, Lord God, that limitations would break today. I pray the power of Your Spirit would be here today. I declare Your champions rising in the Name of Jesus. I pray, I pray souls getting saved. I pray disciples being built and leaders being, being raised up in the Name of Jesus. Pray this simple prayer. Say, Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. I declare today, my eyes are open. My ears are open. My heart is open to hear Your Word. Help me become what I must become. I declare today, I can be who You say I am. Empower me through Your grace. In the mighty Name of Jesus, in the majestic Name of Jesus. Come on, can we give the Lord? Come on, can we give Him a hand in the house of God? Come on, let's just lift up for a moment the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
All right, grab your seat and tell the person next to you, you're good looking. We thank our worship team, by the way, and they do a good job. Adriana, thank you, sir, and many other team that make stuff happen. We appreciate you guys, and week in and week out, uh, they had to be here. I don't know. I think they're going to be here at six in the morning. So uh, that was really five in the morning. First Samuel eleven, verse one, says this. Forgive me if this doesn't feel so much like a relationship series, but I believe it will bless your relationships. Um, it'll speak to your relationships. And we are in the series, Blessed House. We're gonna have one more week next week, uh, The Blessed House. Um, but it'll bless you. Are you ready? Then Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh Gilead and all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, make a treaty with us we will serve you. Some, uh, some translations say, make an agreement with us and we will serve you. But Nahash the Ammonite said to them on this condition, someone say on this condition, I will make a treaty with you that I gouge out all your right eyes and thus bring disgrace on all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, give us seven days respite that we may send messengers throughout all the territory of Israel. Then if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, they reported the matter in the ears of the people and all the people wept aloud. Someone say weeping. Now behold, Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen and Saul said, what is wrong with the people that they are weeping? So they told him the news of the men of Jabesh and the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these words and his anger was greatly kindled. Verse seven, he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hand of the messengers saying, whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people and they came out as one man. Have you ever heard people say it's never been so bad? I felt like I heard that a little bit in 2020, 2021. It's never, ever been so bad. Well, I'd believe you except if I read the Bible. I'd believe you except if hopefully you didn't fall asleep in every history class that actually it actually has often been worse and often been far worse depending on the leaders that are actually governing people. When How many of you know it's pretty bad when they don't just want to enslave you, they want to pluck out your right eye? And then what's worse is that the men of the town were actually kind of like, okay, let's make a treaty with you. Let's make an agreement with you. I want to suggest something to you today. Be careful who you make agreements with. You better ask, who am I making agreements with? What hashtag am I taking on? What philosophy am I taking on? What teaching am I actually taking on? What, what lies am I actually digesting? Because when you digest lies, you eventually make agreement with lies. When you, when you digest lies, you eventually make agreements with lies and you don't even realise that you are actually under a level of deception. Deception. 
Ronald Reagan said this, he says, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in their bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected and handed on for them to do the same. Let me give you a definition of an agreement. An agreement is a contractual or covenantal relationship between two parties that defines the relationship. But I've often found that our agreements are often more hidden in the subconscious than they are on paper. We agree with things, but we don't even realise we've agreed with them. They're more in the background. They're in the subconscious. They're they're phrases like, I could never do that. They're phrases like, I'll never change. They're phrases like, "Um, he's always going to be that way. She's always going to be that way. They're phrases like, nothing ever good happens to me. They're actually these strange agreements that actually we begin to allow to actually dictate, not so much in our frontal cortex, but in the background of our mind. I want you to understand the power of your agreements today. Slap your neighbour and say, you better watch out. I've been a pastor long enough now. I've been around long enough to say I'm not as young as I used to be. When I tell people how long I've been leading this church, it sometimes blows my mind. I'm like, my wife and I started a small little Bible study 17 years ago. Her and I, six other people started a little Bible study and I've been around long enough now that I would say to you, there's this tension within Christianity on like, get married fast because you're trying to honour God or wait till you see some fruit. <laughs> like, like, okay. How many know there's summer, there's winter, there's spring and there's fall And you need a little bit of time to see what fruit is on the tree of their life. I'm not talking about perfection, but if every apple has a worm in it, you got a problem, sunshine. You gotta be able to look at what fruit is on the tree. Oh, don't worry, he's gonna change. Is he changing now? Is he admitting it now? Is he around the right people now? Is he growing now? Can he be confronted now? Can he be disciplined now? Can he be corrected now? Just because he's good looking. You just gotta, right? He's he's good looking, she's good looking. (laughs) I'm trying. I was, I was in a church in LA just this Sunday and, and I was giving them in the illustration of chicken, how sometimes chicken can, can you know, you got your salt and pepper and you got a little adobo maybe on, maybe you got a little teriyaki sauce and it's just gonna sit there and marinate in that chicken. And, 
And, and, uh, and then I was talking about chicken that went off and chicken that smells bad and chicken that's terrible. And I was preaching about chicken and this church got so loud as I was <laughs> preaching about chicken. I was just like, I wasn't ready for how loud and excited they got about their chicken. This one lady in the back was like, preach it pastor like you should. I'm just like, right now, I'm just talking about chicken. <laughs> Then this beautiful old black lady comes up to me after the service and she was like, did you hear someone yelling at you while you were preaching? I was like, yes, I did. Everyone heard them. Actually, people who didn't go to their church heard her. And she was like, well, that was me. And I'm like, oh, well, that's very nice to meet you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> It was a good time. It was a good time. But you got to see what's on the tree. Do you know that in the choosing of leaders in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 6 says this, choose those from among you. This key line has, has taught me a lot. Choose those from among you who are known to be. Known to be. Known to be. Isn't it funny how three words will give you insight into something? Known to be. What is their reputation? What is their reputation? What is their reputation? Be wary, ladies, of a man who isolates you away from your family. Beware of a man who isolates you from your friends because no one understands our love. Oh, no one understands your love. I've been around long enough. Careful of someone who just isolates you. Oh, you don't need to hang out with your friends anymore. This wasn't in my notes. This is for free. This is good stuff right here. I'm just giving you some Dr. Phil stuff for a moment, okay? Be careful of someone who isolates you from everyone. They actually need, you need your friends in marriage. You need your family in marriage. You're not to isolate. You are to actually hang out with everyone because it's the community that helps you. The house of God who helps you. Anyone comes to your church just for a moment and then is trying to drag you away from your church. You need to stay away from that devil. You ever find that sometimes you read the Bible and sometimes the more you read that Bible and you just dig in a little bit deeper, you see stuff that just blows your mind. I was reading this text in first. First Samuel chapter 11, I read the text. I felt like I got like kind of some stuff from the text. I read it again, felt like I got some stuff from the text. And I was like, what does this word mean? Who is Nahash? King Nahash comes against a town called Jabesh Gilead. I'm like, what does, what does Nahash mean? You know, you used to have to have a thesaurus and a, a Bible encyclopedia now, and learn all this stuff. You used to have to go to Greek and Hebrew school. Now I just Google it. <laughs> Oh, it's easy to be deeper these days. I just said, what does Nahash mean? Nahash, King Nahash means serpent. It's what it means. Serpent wanted an agreement. Here's what's interesting, man. The men of the town said, we want an agreement with you. The men of the town wanted an agreement with Nahash. Be careful, who you have an agreement with, why? Because if you invite a snake into your bed, it's still a snake. When you invite a lion into your bed, even if it's a puppy lion, eventually it becomes a lion. So you gotta test what you're inviting into your agreements. Test it. His name reveals to us his nature. He is controlling, life-sucking leader that is after more territory. 
His mission is trying to control the town, the families, but primarily the men. He was after them. Listen to the agreement. Now, now let's go a little deeper in the Word. Are you okay with that? For those of you who love deep church, this is deep. (laughs) Jabesh Gilead has an interesting meaning. Jabesh means born in pain. The town means born in pain. Gilead means testimony. Combine these two together and you have this. The story of my life is pain. The story of my life is pain. But catch this now. They are Israel. Israel means one who rules with God. But their town has become Jabesh Gilead. The story of my life is pain. The national identity was one who wrestles with God and one who rules with God. That's found in Genesis 32. But their town's identity was born in pain. Listen to this. Here's some marital help. If you keep bringing the pain from the past into your future, eventually you'll make a serpent your friend. If you don't forgive the past, you'll continue the past. If you don't, if you don't forgive the past and move on from the past and get healing for the past, that's why the presence of God is so important. We're not just singing a couple of songs. You're spending time with your daddy. You're spending time with your father. And I've noticed that the more I spend time with my father, the more he can heal me and remove some of the things that would hold me back and want to repeat the cycles of pain from my past, but I have made a decision. I will not bring the pain of my past into my present or my future. How about you? Are you catching this? Sometimes you gotta catch it more than you gotta get it in your head. Sometimes you gotta listen to it long enough. I've listened to messages seven times before, before I felt like I got it. Number one today, be aware of agreements. Be aware of wrong agreements. One day I was praying for a certain person in our church and actually I had a couple of other leaders there with me and this person was going through a difficult time. They'd reached out to us, said, hey, I need some prayer about some stuff and I just feel like I'm struggling. And we knew this person was struggling and um, James chapter five says, confess your faults, your faults one to another. Then it says, and pray for one another. Watch this now. So that you may be what? so that you may be healed. You need other people around you. You need, it isn't just the preaching that helps you. It is the the preaching and it is the prayer. It is the the aligning with the right people that help you. And and this person reached out and they're very close to us and and they're going through a rough time and and we were praying for them and and kind of giving them some counsel on some things. And all of a sudden, as I was praying for this particular person, it was like the Lord opened my eyes. Sometimes you pray for people and it's a little bless me prayer and there you go and good. But it was like in this moment, it was like the Lord opened my eyes and I could see that there was this opposing spirit, this opposing person that was keeping that person out from his purpose. And what that opposing thing kept saying is, go back to to where you're from. Go back to where you're from. Go back to your past. He was not in the promise 
but he wasn't in Egypt. He was in the middle. And there was this opposing force that was literally trying to bind him and tell him, go back to your past. What is Jabesh Gilead other than a place where everyone can't get over the past? And when you can't get over the past, you'll repeat it. If you can't get over your dad who had alcohol, you become an alcoholic. If you can't get over your father that was cheating on your mother, you'll actually become a cheater. Why? Because you'll retain it on the inside. But if you let him go, oh, let him go. You have to let him go. You have to release it. I was talking to someone recently and they sent me a message and they said, I'd never forgiven my dad, but I didn't realise I had to honour my father. Said, Dad, I just want to let you know I'm forgiving you, but I'm also just honouring you for providing for me. I'm honouring you. And all of a sudden, when you honour someone, doesn't mean they're perfect. They might be 20% good. But if you honour them, it's like that thing that they do becomes better in your eyes. Oh, you were there for me sometimes. You were, you were not the best. But often if you go past to his father's experience or his father's experience, you'll often notice that he is dealing with it the best he can. Are you with me? But my question, my next question, listen to what they said in 1 Samuel 11. All the men, someone say all the men. All the men men of Jabesh said to Nahash, make a treaty with us and we will serve you. All the men of the town said, make a treaty with us. All the men of the town said, make a treaty with us, make an agreement with us, all the men. It's interesting how sometimes times of prosperity and times of peace causes in us an apathy, causes in us a complacency, causes in us a complacency to believe that peace and prosperity will always follow us so there's no need to raise warriors. No need to raise strongmen. No need to raise warriors. There was no warriors in the town because they're too busy with their comfort. There's no warriors in the town because they're too busy with their comfort. Too busy with their video games. Too busy, too busy with their phone. Too busy with Netflix. Too busy. They stopped raising warriors. And when you stop raising warriors, eventually something will come. And unfortunately, there'll be no fight in the men and in the ladies of the house. One of the dangers of success. You know the Bible is for your success. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful or the mocker, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his Lord as he meditate day and night. Says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water which bears forth its fruit in season whose leaf does not wither. And it says whatever he does, it prospers. That's the blessing of God for our lives. Third John verse two, John was actually praying for the church. Beloved, I pray that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul would prosper. One of the reasons we'll send $10,000 to Ukraine this coming week is because we're blessed. 
Blessing is a good thing. Blessing is a good thing. Blessing is a great thing. But just like poverty can blind you, so can success. Just like, just like hard times can actually make you bitter, so easy times can make you weak. Listen to this. You've heard this before, but you need to hear it again. Strong men produce strong times or good times. Good times produce easy times. And easy times produce weak men who produce hard times. This town has stopped raising leaders. This town has stopped raising warriors. No one trained anymore. No one persevered anymore. No one got up early. No one beat their body anymore. That, that it's just peace and prosperity. It's, it's blessing, but their blessing became their blinder. Why was King Nahash after their right eye? Can I have that shield? In times past, when men would go to war, this... Shield's a little small. How many know I need to work on my faith? <laughs> Didn't. But it would be longer and it'd cover the whole body and they'd put it up here. And he says, give me your right eye. Their right eye was their vision eye. Their right eye was their seeing eye. Their, their shield was defense for them, but their right eye was how they would see the other warriors coming. And he says, when you make an agreement with me, let me have your right eye. Oh, so not only have you gone complacent where you don't produce warriors, you will actually be a warrior-less generation. Warrior-less generation, the, the generation that doesn't pay the price anymore, the generation that doesn't sacrifice anymore, the generation that has lost their prayer, the generation that has lost the fight to the call of God on their lives. Are you hearing me today? We need a shield. We need a sword. Here's what's interesting. It's a fancy sword. Come over here, Steve. I just, I just want to see if it works. <laughs> Let me read a passage of Scripture for you. Number two today. I'm taking too long to get to where I need to go. Saul had been plowing a field with his oxen. And when he returned to town... He asked, what's the matter? Why is everyone crying? So they told him about the message from Jabesh. Then the Spirit of God came powerfully upon Saul and he became very angry. Have you ever, have you ever been like, well, the Spirit of God's gonna come upon me, I'm gonna feel peace and joy. I'm just gonna have... Salutations. I'm gonna just have ambient music. It's gonna feel like a massage, kind of. And exactly. Came at the right time. 
the Spirit of God came upon him and he felt anger. <laughs> felt conviction. He felt commitment. Watch this now. Everyone was crying, but he gets conviction. Everyone was complaining about the current status, but he gets committed. We don't need any more cries. Perhaps we need commitment. Sometimes it's time to cry. It's time to weep. So I say, what's going on? But watch this now. Saul gets committed. And then he rallies the men. And then he says, man, not on my watch. There was no one in the town of Jabesh Gilead, but the Spirit of God rushes upon Saul and all of a sudden he's ready for a fight. Do you know that most marriages don't fail because you're incompatible? You fail because you lost your fight. Embrace commitment, not pity. Some of you are new to faith and I wanna tell you today that Christians are prayerful. You might be new to faith. You don't know how to yet to pray, but I wanna tell you, hang around long enough, you're gonna to learn to pray. But Christians are prayerful. Luke 18 verse one, Jesus said, men ought always to pray, He said, and not to faint. He taught His disciples by modelling and getting up early, staying up late. Some of you have been Christians a long time, 10 years and 20 years and 30 years. You say, Pastor, I'm a Christian. Where are you paying the price? You know, I sometimes have someone say, I, I just need deeper teaching. And I just wanna say, I need deeper living. Yes. Don't, don't tell me how much you know, show me how much you sacrifice. Don't tell, like knowledge is good, you need knowledge. You need to grow in knowledge. But I've never had anyone say, Pastor, we're just not doing enough missions wise. We're not giving enough money away. We're not reaching enough people. It's always somehow about them. I, I, you'll never truly grow until you start saying we, we, we. It's not, it's not give me today my daily bread, it's give us today our daily bread. It is not just a me gospel, it is an us gospel. It is not just about my family, it's about our family. It's about the family of God. Are you with me? Listen, let me give you a text that perhaps you have not thought about this before. Ephesians chapter five, verse 25. It says, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Gave Himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the Word. Now let me point you to another passage of Scripture, Romans chapter eight, verse 34. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. What do I mean, Pastor? What do you mean? What I'm saying is, maybe one of the ways you can love your wife is just simply interceding for your wife. You know, sometimes we want the quick answer. We want the, oh, give me a couple of tips that'll help me in my marriage. Prayer makes you a better man. 
Prayer makes you a better woman and better women and better men make better marriages. It is prayer that I come to and my heart is changed again. It is prayer that I come to and I get vision again. It is prayer that I come to and I say, oh, it's me that's out of alignment. Let me get back in alignment again. It is prayer that gives me power to live differently. It is prayer, true prayer is access to all of heaven's blessings. The Bible says our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Father means strength of the house. So the more I hang out with the strength of the house, eventually it rubs off on me. Are you getting some of this? Yeah. Let me tell you, let me give you one more quote and then we try to wrap up. This is a football quote, is that okay? Vince Lombardi says this, watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Let me tell you a quick story about one of my kids. Can I have the rest of the worship team to come, please? When my son was young, it was probably eight or nine. Um, he brought this little toy into the home. It's a little toy. And, and when, he, when he got the toy, in my heart I went, ah, oh, something wrong with this toy. But I thought I was being religious and too picky and just say, ah, oh, Anthony, don't be, don't be too religious, don't be legalistic. It's actually what I said to myself, don't be legalistic. But I felt bothered just slightly by it, like something was wrong with that toy. Putting my son to sleep at night. We lie down, have a great relationship, and we're just kind of talking and praying. And, and then we talk together and he, he says to me, oh, Dad, it's so weird. I, I know I love you, but I, I don't like you right now. I was kind of like, where, where does that come from? <laughs> like as a dad, I was like about to cry on him. Just like, <laughs> I was like, baby, what's going on, baby? But it's funny. I, I prayed for him, put him to sleep. And then I said, Holy Spirit, what was that? And that toy came to mind right away. I went, oh, what's the deal with this toy? I, I, lay, I lay down next to his bed as he was asleep and I just started praying and praying and praying and praying until I had peace of soul. All of a sudden I go Google what that toy was. It was actually a portal that would summon spirits and they bring it in kids' homes to bring division in the home. See, when you bring something into your home, you better watch what it represents. You better watch what you're agreeing with. You better watch because some things that, you know, the world is not all just sunshine and roses. You know that, right? There is a battle of, of heaven and hell. There is a battle of good and evil. There's a battle of God and the devil. And it's subtle sometimes and it comes in like a flood. It just came in and, and all of a sudden I Google it and this woman's kid got possessed literally started eating walls and stuff after she brought that stuff into her home. 
There was some danger that you bring into your home. Let me just say to every parent in here, you know, years ago, remember you, when you used to have to go to Blockbuster? Remember, you never thought Blockbuster was going out of business, did you? You used to have to go and, and you'd go get movies and go get stuff and you watch it and your parents are like, not that one, not that one and not that one. And, and they'd watch everything you watch and they'd be careful with what you're careful on. And now we just give everyone phones. Like they've got absolute attachment and, and all, the watch, all the watching they can watch is like open door to Blockbuster. And you know there's a whole bunch of trash in there. And you're making agreements. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ with a tiny bit of Scripture and then the rest foolishness. Better watch what you watch. Parents, you better, you better guard your home. Guard it. My wife, a couple of years ago, sometimes things happen, life happens. There was a bit of a rough season, a bit of a rough time in certain aspects of our um, just ministry and life and friends that we had and so forth. And it felt like she was going through a rough time, but I didn't really see it much, to be honest. I was kind of like, oh, she's fine. You're a tough girl, persevering and all this kind of stuff. And in prayer one day, all of a sudden, I saw it. I saw that she was struggling. And it was like the Holy Spirit showed me she was struggling so I could pray for her. Because you need prayer. Yeah. Now let me go to where I really need to get to. Let me move this out of the way. You're in the way. I was at a coffee shop on Tuesday. Sitting there, working, reading on a, writing a message down, praying about some things, thinking about this week. You know, coffee shop, people in there. Out of nowhere, I just start crying. I was like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I, put, I put my head down. I was hoping no one saw me. I'm like, just tears just rolling down my face. And all of a sudden I knew, I felt like the Lord gave me a specific challenge for this service, this Sunday. Something I've never done in 15, 17 years, actually 20 years of preaching. I've been preaching, actually I've been preaching longer than that. I've been preaching since I'm 19. I've been preaching for 25 years and I felt like the Lord called me to do something specific. I realised all of a sudden in that coffee shop, I, in my heart, I knew I needed what I needed in this church for what this church carries. How many of you men want a great marriage? How many men want a great church? How many men want to be part of something bigger than yourself? How many men know that you don't have the strength in yourself, but you need His help? Let me tell you this today. I felt very specifically that I was to encourage and challenge a hundred men in our church that they need to start showing up to our, to our 6 a.m. club to our men's prayer, to six o'clock. Because hear me now, you can get guilted about prayer or you can just make a commitment about prayer. You can just get committed and you say, man, I'm gonna dig the well that I bring the blessing of God, not just to my life, but to my wife and to my kids and to my generation and to this house. I wanna tell you, I don't just wanna preach to you and make you feel guilty about prayer. I need people who are committed to prayer. And listen, I feel like it's the cry of heaven, heaven. 
says who? Who will go for me? And we don't just need tiny bits here and there. You may not know how to pray. I'm telling you, you don't get a seminar about prayer. You just start showing up to prayer and eventually it gets on you and you get it. So all across this place, Listen, you may have a job that doesn't allow you to do that and maybe I'll find a leader that can do it at a different time. But I just feel I have in my heart to call men, to stir them to action. Jabesh Gilead had no warriors. Church Alive will have warriors. Jabesh Gilead were about to lose their vision. I'm about to help some men get their vision back. I'm about to help some men get their raw back, get their warrior spirit back. I'm tired of just hearing how grandma prayed. How about some men? Listen, if everyone was standing at their feet quickly, right now, if you feel God stirring you right now, and you say, Pastor Anthony, I want to make a commitment for 6 a.m. men's prayer. If you really want to get crazy, shop at 5.15, do a workout with us. But 6 a.m., across all our services, I'm going to start seeing 100 men show up to a 6 a.m. men's prayer because God has not called us to be a cute church. God has called us to be a powerful church. God hasn't called your family to be a little bit blessed. God has called you to be exceedingly blessed. But I'm telling you where you find that. You find that. Men make their commitments and their commitments make them. I'm glad God taught me when I was 18, 19, 20 how to pray. I'm still living in the blessing of learning to pray 24, 25 years ago to this day. It's all across this place. If you're a man in here and you say, man, I need to start showing up at 6 a.m. Come on, move forward right now. Let's go. Come on, all across this place. Come on. Come on, all across this place. You may sleep in one morning. You may sleep in one morning, but no. I need, I need men to rise. I need them to carry something in this house. The men who show up to 6 a.m. prayer, they're gonna carry a move of God. There will be more healing. There will be more breakthrough. There will be safer women. There will be more blessed women. Why? Because we got committed. Come on, let me, let me pray for you, man. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for every man here. Some of them may not even know how to pray, Father, but you're stirring them. And so I ask in the name of Jesus that you would teach them how to pray. Teach them to catch the fire of prayer. Teach them to hear your voice. Teach them praise and worship. Teach them visions and dreams. Teach them, God, to hear and carry one another's burdens, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Give them vision and impartation. And Father, for every other man and every other woman in this church, would you bless them? Lord, would you move upon their lives, God? But I pray specifically for these men, that they would carry that warrior's spirit, that they wouldn't back down, that they would persevere. And and only heaven could tell what happened on these Tuesday mornings as we rally together and carry a spiritual weight that literally can bring revival to this state and to this nation. I ask You, Lord, in Jesus' Name, anoint these men with fire, Anoint, anoint them with perseverance. Break every excuse. Father, I thank You. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name.
Eyes are closed all across this place. Maybe you're here today. And you say, Pastor Anthony, I, I, I don't know about men's prayer because I, I don't know if I know God. This moment, that can change. Father sent His Son so that you wouldn't have to die, but you might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for your life. If you're here in this place and you've never prayed that prayer, would you quickly but sincerely pray this prayer? Say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you, come into my life. Change my forever. Grow my faith. Grow me. Help me become the man you desire. In Jesus' name. Well, eyes are closed. If you meant business with God, would you quickly raise your hand all across this place? Raise your hand. Man or woman, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, bless your people now, I pray. In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Let me give you one last scripture, especially the men who came forward. Joel 3 verse 9 says this, Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Stir up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Come on, one more time. Give Jesus a hand. In the house of God, praise God, proud of you.